0: I'm Tim Sandifer, and I am the only grandchild that my grandfather ever knew. I was only 15 months old when my grandfather died.
1: I'm Tripp, but my name is actually Benjamin Theron Sandifer III. I was named for my grandfather.
2: I'm Katie Sandifer, and I'm the only granddaughter.
0: I'm Alex Sandifer, and I'm the youngest grandchild. Benjamin Theron Sandifer enlisted in the U.S. Naval Reserves in Macon, Georgia on October 12, 1942, just 10 months after Pearl Harbor. Like all new recruits, he entered the Navy as an apprentice seaman. We're not sure why our grandfather chose the Navy at age 23, but his country was at war, and like most young men at that time, he probably just wanted to do his part.
1: His plan was to serve for two years in the Naval Reserves, but since America was in the war in two theaters, he was immediately told to report to the Naval Training Station in Norfolk, Virginia for active duty. Boot camp may have been easier for him than it was for other sailors. Before entering the Navy, he served in the Civilian Conservation Corps, an FDR New Deal program that provided jobs for unemployed, unmarried young men during the Great Depression. He had lived in a CC camp while he was doing manual labor at Yosemite National Park in California.
2: In less than a month at Norfolk, he was promoted to Seaman second class and then to Petty Officer Shipfitter third class after less than six months of service. In the middle of April 1943, my grandfather was assigned to the Motor Torpedo Boat Squadron and transferred to that unit's training center in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Less than two months later, He was transferred to the Motor Torpedo Boat Command detail at the Navy Yard in New York City to await his overseas deployment. This was early June of 1943, when torpedo boats were part of the fighting in the Mediterranean, the English Channel, and the Pacific.
3: Later that month, he became part of Motor Torpedo Boat Squadron 17 that was sent to Pearl Harbor to prepare for the war. This was now 18 months after the Pearl Harbor attack. Though efforts were underway to raise, salvage, and repair several of the battleships to be placed back into service, the devastation from December 7, 1941 was still visible. Seeing the sunken USS Arizona as the final resting place for 900 of
0: their fellow sailors must have been an emotional and motivating experience for these young men. Squadron 17 was made up of 10 motor torpedo boats. Made in New Orleans, each of these wooden crafts was 78 feet long, with room for a crew of up to 17 men. Since each boat was the same, crews moved from boat to boat within the squadron. Each boat was equipped with anti-aircraft guns and four torpedoes. Powered by three Packard gasoline engines, the Patrol Torpedo, or PT boats, were capable of speeds approaching 50 miles per hour.
1: Because of their speed and small size, the PT boats were used for tasks like harassing enemy shore installations, supporting friendly troop landings, destroying floating mines, rescuing downed pilots, and sinking enemy shipping targets. PT boat duty was extremely dangerous and the squadrons had a very high loss rate during the war.
2: Just before Squadron 17 was shipped to the Marshall Islands for the first steps in the drive across the Pacific. My grandfather earned another stripe and a promotion to Petty Officer Shipfitter Second Class. The PT boats conducted patrols for about two months in the Marshalls but made no enemy contacts. The squadron returned to Pearl Harbor for further deployment. They shipped out a few boats at a time to the Philippines to assist in liberating these islands.
3: My grandfather earned his last promotion to Petty Officer Shipfitter First Class while he was in the Philippines. That's where he was stationed when the D-Day invasion happened on the other side of the world and when General Douglas MacArthur made good on his promise, I shall return on October 20th, 1944.
0: Three days later, the largest naval battle in World War II happened in waters between three of the Philippine Islands. The Battle of Leyte Gulf involved more than 200,000 forces from the combined American and Australian navies. When this three-day battle was over, there were more than 3,000 casualties for the Allies, plus six ships and more than 200 planes. The enemy losses were much worse, and the battle's four separate engagements left them at a disadvantage for the rest of the war.
1: After 20 months in the Pacific Theater, our grandfather arrived at the Naval Reserve Station in San Diego on February 24, 1945, to await further stateside transfer. While he was grateful to be back in the USA, over 407,000 Americans, including 62,000 of his fellow sailors, never made it back home. He finished the last six months of his service at the Motor Torpedo Boat Squadron Training Center in Melville, Rhode Island. That's where he would have celebrated both VE Day and VJ Day.
2: October 12, 1945. Two months after the war was over, Petty Officer Shipfitter First Class Sandifer received his honorable discharge at the Navy Personnel Separation Center in Boston. He had earned a World War II Victory Medal and the Asiatic Pacific Campaign Medal, along with four battle stars.
3: It seems that World War II veterans didn't talk much about their military service until years after our grandfather had passed away. But he was proud of his service to his country, and here's how we know. For years, his Navy uniform hung in his closet, and he kept snapshots of each of
0: his two sons wearing his sailor's cap. He kept his official transcript and his discharge letter in a safe deposit box, quoting from that letter. You have served in the greatest Navy in the world. The nation which you served at a time of crisis will remember you with gratitude. The letter was signed by the Secretary of the Navy, James Forrestal, who went on to become the nation's first Secretary of Defense.
1: After he got out of the Navy, my grandfather's first car was a Packard convertible. Maybe that choice was because those same Packard motors powered the PT boats of Squadron 17 across the Southwest Pacific.
2: When he took his family on a vacation to the nation's capital in the summer of 1961, there were two sites he really wanted to see. The Marine Corps Memorial depicting the flag raising on Iwo Jima and the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier in Arlington National Cemetery and he made sure his family knew that a fellow PT boat sailor named John F. Kennedy was living in that big White House at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
3: Two summers later, when the family went on a month-long camping trip from Georgia to California and back, my grandfather took a detour through Independence, Missouri just to drive past the home of his last commander-in-chief, Harry S. Truman.
0: And though he left the navy in 1945 his civil service career path gave him over 20 years close to another branch of the military at robbins air force base in warner robbins georgia
1: he never saw the navy memorial nor the world war ii memorial
2: he never went on an honor flight
3: he never got a chance to stand and be recognized when anchors away was played
0: but we're honored to remember this part of our grandfather's life I'm Tim Sandifer. I'm Trip Sandifer.
2: I'm Katie Sandifer. And I'm Alex Sandifer. Thank, Thank you for so listening to our tribute.
3: tribute.